once we were in agreement with technology, it was on. We had to have the latest and greatest phone. I mean, don't get me wrong. It's a great way to communicate with our families. Tie us all together in one intricate web. Hint, hint. I mean, you can do just about everything on your phone. From pay bills, to study the word of God, to let's be real, watch porn. 24 hours a day, non-stop, full overload of information. Pick your poison. Oh, did I say that? I most certainly did. I mean, Pokemon Go had people walking into ditches and manholes. I mean, really, you pay more attention to virtual reality than reality? Which no wonder they were able to creep up on us with 5G because you had to have more. Galore, galore, information whore. All of a sudden, you know, one day, everybody in the news is talking about 5G. And prior to that day, we weren't really talking about it. All of a sudden, hey, we got to be the leader in 5G. I'm like, 5G? So I'm going to start looking at 5G. Okay, 1G, 2G, 3G. 1G is the regular phone back in the days. 2G is whatever. 3G is the iPhone, you know. And then 4G is the latest phone. And then now 5G is going to be changing the game. And most people go to, well, 5G is just a faster phone, right? Because that's right. what initially, if we've always seen the G linked to a phone. Oh, right. my gosh, I can download a movie in 3.6 seconds right. now on Netflix, a two-hour movie where before it was three minutes or six right. minutes, whatever, right? When you think about 5G, what do you think about of 5G and the capabilities and what it can really do to whoever that has access to it? That's a good question. So if you go back to 2007 and when the iPhone came out. The Seven, 2007. 2007. Mm-hmm. The top five in market cap were AT&T, General Electric, Microsoft, Exxon, Mobile, and Shell. Mm-hmm. Right, the phone comes out in in 2007. We have I had one 3G network. It's not a very good, not a very good experience. 4G network comes out. By the way, we're the second country in the world to build a 4G network. Now you've got something, right? So when still Steve Ballmer laughed at Steve Jobs, said we don't need one of those. When you took the the platform, which was the iPhone, and you married it up to the 4G network, which is which was the pipe for data. And it was a fast enough pipe. Now you can create the apps, services of business models that in 10 years led to the top five in market cap being Facebook, Amazon, Netflix, Google, and Microsoft. Right? So the Chinese see this. And they're like, ah. The platform and the pipe. So the smartphone, this thing, this iPhone, you know, which was the first one, then Android. So Apple and, Apple and Google, right, dominate the mobile platform. So now when you walk into, and you're starting to see the emergence of the 5G world in China. So you walk into a restaurant after you've ordered your food, and a camera picks you up, and you say, hey, David, welcome, uh, here's your food, right? So you're, you're starting to get the feel of what a 5G world is. And what is a 5G world? The platform is the network. So this is mobile computing paired with a pipe. 5G is computing and networking combined on the same platform. So this goes away. You walk outside your door and you say Uber. You don't get on your phone and say, I want an Uber. You just say Uber. Camera picks up your face or a microphone picks up you. Come on. That's what 5G is. That's what 5G is. And then the Uber shows up. The Uber, the, there's a camera on the car that sees you, knows who you are, don't have to ask you your name. You get in and you, you go to wherever you want. You get out and you go do whatever you want. So in this world... In the 4G world, this is a platform. It's yours, right? You don't want to be built, you don't want to be part of that all of that data. Remember, we just talked about how do you influence society. You don't want all that data to be uh, out there about what you're doing. Just don't carry one of these, right? Just opt out. In a 5G world, you cannot opt out. Who owns the data? This you could conceivably say you lease the data on here. You own if you're getting Google services. You don't own that data. But in the 5G world, not only can you not opt out because it's built around the city, it's not in your phone anymore. Not only can you not opt out, you don't know who owns the data. Everything that you do can be watched. And for every person by 2022, there's going to be, uh, for every, uh, there's two cameras for every, for every person, there's two 
Two people for every camera in, in, in China by 2022. They have a billion right now in surveillance. Right. A right. billion cameras right. in China right With now. With artificial intelligence for facial recognition, right? So all of this is getting built right now in China. And who's helping them do it? Microsoft, Google, right? All of these companies that are, want to deploy this world into our country. And you're, like I said, you're already starting to see that. You know, where your, your facial recognition is built into your interaction when you go into a restaurant or when you go into a store or when you go into a bank. You know, everything's about, you know, the device is connected. Then as you build the network, then those proliferate. So 4G network, 10,000 devices per square mile. 5G network, 3 million devices per square mile. You're not going to carry 12 smartphones. You may not even carry a smartphone. 10,000 to 3 million? 10,000 to 3 million. That's what 5G does. It, the connectivity explodes, right? So that allows you to put devices literally everywhere that can make your life uh, more convenient or can track you. 5G fifth generation technology promises faster download speeds and conveniences that most of us have never dreamed of, but will also be blanketed with a new type of radiation called millimeter waves. Health experts are warning about the rising risks with a 5G rollout. It's not been made clear to the public that 5G won't just be another number and letter on your cell phone. It requires an entirely new infrastructure of thousands of small cellular antennas to be erected throughout cities where it's going to be installed. What would 5G infrastructure look like? Small cell antennas could be placed as close as every third hydro pole. Scientists from 42 countries are now warning their governments about the emerging health problems associated with wireless radiation. And Canadian doctors and scientists have added their voices. The most prevalent symptoms include headache, fatigue, decreased ability to concentrate, tinnitus, irritability and insomnia. Impacts on the heart and the nervous system are also of great concern. Dr. Rena Bray has been working at the Provincial Environmental Health Clinic for 15 years and seen the number of people suffering adverse effects from electromagnetic exposure rising. We are concerned that the upcoming introduction of 5G will significantly increase the proximity and extent of exposure to microwave radiation in Ontarians. We predict that the number of people who develop the symptoms I just mentioned will rise in the places where 5G is first installed. Dr. Magda Havis is internationally recognized for her research on the biological effects of electromagnetic pollution. She said that at high intensities, these waves cause intense heat and pain because sweat glands on the surface of our skin act like mini antennas. At lower frequency, scientists are predicting damage to eyes, loss of insect populations which are already declining, antibiotic resistance in bacteria and physiological effects on the nervous system and on the immune system. Radiation from radio frequencies is classed in the same category of carcinogens as lead. One advisor to the World Health Organization said there's enough evidence that if they were to re-evaluate radio frequency radiation... It would be placed in class one, i.e. a human carcinogen, and governments could not possibly ignore that. Some say the scientific debate about the health effects of microwave radiation is over, but the question remains, can we afford to take this risk? Medical doctors are requesting delayed deployment until testing can be conducted on the long-term biological effects. So in addition to that, 5G has also been weaponized. DOD's active denial technology and future solid-state active denial technology system will produce a focused beam of directed energy to provide our troops a non-lethal option to stop, deter, and turn back suspicious individuals with minimal risk of injury. Active denial technology is designed to protect the innocent, minimize fatalities, and limit collateral damage across the range of military operations. Active Denial Technology uses radio frequency millimeter waves at a frequency of 95 gigahertz. Traveling at the speed of light, the millimeter wave directed energy engages the subject, penetrating the skin to a depth of only about 1 64th of an inch. The beam produces an intolerable heating sensation, compelling the targeted individual to instinctively move. 
For the military, active denial technology can be used for both force application and force protection missions. Applications include crowd control, perimeter security, patrol and convoy protection, and other defensive and offensive operations from both fixed site or mobile platforms. While the active denial system advanced concept technology demonstration succeeded in demonstrating a large-scale version of active denial technology, a smaller scale, more mobile version is being developed by the U.S. Army and the DOD's non-lethal weapons program utilizing solid-state technology. This system will demonstrate and prove out the critical technologies for a follow-on tactical system which will be an adjunct system that can be installed on a range of tactical or support vehicles. It will have an azimuth drive for full 360 degree coverage, E-steering and azimuth for fine steering control and full E-steering and elevation. With an invisible beam, speed of light targeting and silent operation, it can be used in a wide range of operations such as enhanced combat mobility in dense urban areas where it quickly and safely moves civilians obstructing vehicle mobility. Or it can be used to safely deter unarmed but suspicious civilians observing U.S. forces. At entry control points, it provides an additional layer of response for dealing with potentially threatening targets and potential crowd violence. It can be quickly de-escalated by targeting the leader or, if necessary, by panning across the entire crowd while armed individuals mixed in a crowd can be engaged without risk to surrounding civilians. Since the beam can penetrate window glass, it can also be used for non-lethal engagement of suspicious vehicles potentially threatening U.S. forces. The SSADT will be a lightweight, non-kinetic, non-lethal anti-personnel system providing an alternative to lethal force. Since 5G is weaponized, when the power is low, yes, it can be non-lethal. But keep in mind, when the power is amped up, it's beyond lethal. Now let's take a look at how frequencies can affect matter. Dr. Masaru Emoto undertook extensive research of water from around the world. He realized that it was in the frozen crystal form that water showed us its true nature. Dr. Emoto performed experiments where he would freeze distilled water and observe them under the microscope after exposing them to things like music, words, pictures, and thoughts. And the results were nothing short of remarkable. For example, here is a distilled water crystal that has not been exposed to any elements and it looks like a plain hexagon. After Pasteurel by Beethoven was played to the water, it formed a complex and delicate looking crystal like this. And for all you Beetle fans out there, here is a water crystal which looks like a flower after being exposed to John Lennon's Imagine. Also, here's what the water crystal looks like after being exposed to music from Bach and a Kawachi folk dance. Pretty gorgeous, right? But when the water is exposed to a heavy metal song, it didn't form crystals at all. It just looks coarse and dented. Now, many of us have seen this very charming young man on the internet who shatters crystal glasses with his powerful voice. But if you watch him carefully, you'll see that first he taps the glass with his finger and listens. The glass sings its natural resonant pitch. Then he takes a deep breath and sings a loud, long note. He induces a resonant vibration in the crystal glass. The vibration grows larger and larger and larger until the glass is shattered. On the other end of the scale, we have a giant bridge made out of concrete and steel, a suspension bridge, the Tacoma Narrows Bridge. Cars and trucks and buses are going over it every day. And unfortunately, where they built this bridge, there was a steady wind blowing across it. And one day, this wind induces a small vibration in the bridge, hardly noticeable. But the frequency of the vibration matches the resonant frequency of some part of the bridge. And the vibration gets larger and larger and larger until the bridge collapses into the river below. A destructive 
resonant frequency. So on one end of the scale, we have a giant concrete and steel bridge destroyed by resonance. And on the other, we have a small crystal glass shattered. So maybe we could shatter something even smaller, something really small, something you would need a microscope to see. Maybe we could shatter a living microorganism. So maybe we could change a biological living liquid crystal with a special electronic signal. But in order to do that, we would need some kind of device. The first experiment for the Cymatics music video is called a Cladney plate. Now, Cladney plate is basically a metal plate attached to the top of a speaker. There's sand on top of the plate and you play different tones through the speaker. The plate vibrates, which forms different shapes depending on the frequency of the sound. Well, we blew up a lot of speakers um, with, the, with the Caladney plate. So there was a lot of experimenting around the Caladney plate, primarily looking at how much volume we can put through there, how much sand to actually put on the plate, and the different shapes of plates and what different patterns would be created because of those shapes. Um, but what we were really testing was what frequencies create the most interesting repeatable patterns because that was a key point. So we ended up playing pretty much every audio frequency through the plate to see what different shapes it would form. And for most frequencies it doesn't really do much, but when it hits a frequency that resonates with the plate it forms a really nice pure shape. So we found out what those tones were and those were the tones we used to dry the plate during the video. you give it sound you also give it power God said let there be light he didn't think it he said it those were frequencies coming from God frequencies can have a positive or negative effect on matter and we matter don't we of course we do because after all we're also matter and frequencies can affect us is what is said about raising your vibration. You know, a sound creates a vibration, just like bass. Once bass hits something, it can vibrate it, it can move it, you know what I mean? You ever walked inside of a room and you felt tension? You didn't exactly know what was going on, but you knew something was amiss. You felt that anger, or you felt that happiness. See, that's a frequency, that's a vibration. It's vibrating from those people. That frequency that they're emitting is in the air and it can affect you because you feel it. Now think in mind, if you take a frequency and then you weaponize it, if you take a frequency and you put it in a state to where it can be emitted out from a device, just like a person. Hmm. You remember the Gulf War in 91? Operation Desert Storm? You remember how many Iraqi troops simply put their weapons down and surrendered? Hmm. There are additional Iraqi troops surrendering today. We don't have any specific numbers on this right now, but we know that it is in addition to the 17 who laid down their arms yesterday and gave themselves up to U.S. forces. Now, what the CENTCOM officials here are crediting this to is the psychological operations that have been going on in the region and that have been stepped up lately. We're talking about the radio broadcasts that are going into Iraq, encouraging troops to surrender. In 1905, physics genius Nikola Tesla submitted his U.S. patent 787412, which was titled the art of transmitting electrical energy through the natural medium. It included designs for a series of worldwide generators. Tesla realized that the ionosphere was sparkling with electrical energy which could easily be tapped. 
Planet Earth, according to Tesla, was a gigantic electrical generator spinning around two magnetic poles from which limitless energy can be harnessed using the right medium or shape. His device was later referred to as Tesla's electromagnetic pyramid, based on his design looking like a triangle shape. Tesla tapping into the actual shape of the pyramid, I believe, was something that, that just came roundabout through his investigation into the location of the pyramids. Because what appears to have happened is that he realized that it wasn't the actual shape of the pyramid so much, although pyramids uh, exhibit uh, fractal energy much more efficiently than other types of designs. But what he discovered was it was the location of the pyramids that created the power. And when he, he built his uh, facility here in Colorado Springs, and then um, on the East Coast, he did so according to the laws of where the pyramids at Giza were constructed and it had to do with the elliptical orbit of the earth and those sites relationship to the actual equator that there was an actual construction somehow taking place between those very specific sites and the overall energy field of the earth and because of that he believed he could transmit power wirelessly Tesla's discovery and device disappeared after his mysterious death in 1943 but what he was trying to tap into might have just scratched the surface of understanding the power of something much more ancient. We must understand that we did not create mathematics. We discovered them. It is the universal language and law. No matter where in the universe you are, one plus two will always equal three. Everything in the universe obeys this law. These forms are in nature but the ancients emulated these forms in construction. If Nikola Tesla's obsession was with these numbers and his goal was to define his location and time and space, could it be possible that ancient humans created monuments like the Great Pyramids to remind us of these truths? In Sumerian tradition and in the surviving texts, there is a very strong and intriguing reference to what are called the seven antediluvian sages, the, the seven sages who came before the flood. And their leader is a figure called Oannes. We find that he is depicted as a man, but curiously, he's wearing a sort of fish garb or a fish costume. Uh, archaeologists often refer to him as a fish-garbed figure. And the other seven sages are also dressed in this fish costume. So you see the legs of a human being and the face and features a bearded human being, but then he's wearing on his head uh, the head of a fish and the body of a fish hangs down his back. It's a very, it's a very curious idea, really. Um, and he and, and all of them hold in their hands uh, a, a curious little bag, which I tend to refer to as a man bag. I see them as a kind of badge of office uh, a, a recognizable symbol where, where perhaps members of a brotherhood would be able to recognize one another by their carrying of this symbol. It's curious that we see a figure holding the same bag that we see on the Sumerian reliefs and holding it in exactly the same way. And not only that, but those same bags turn up on top of Pillar 43 in Enclosure D at Gobekli Tepe, where we know that they're at least 11,600 years old. The tradition is clearly rooted before the flood. Then comes the flood, the cataclysm wipes everything out, but that brotherhood persists through the flood. And, and after the flood, they are again offering the gifts of civilization to, to mankind. Could Oannes and his sages have re-emerged after the cataclysmic flood to teach the knowledge of the universe? Yep. Fallen angels have been busy for a very long time. Enki is sometimes depicted as a bearded man wearing a fish costume and sometimes carrying a bag. Interesting to note that in the Egyptian depictions of gods, they are not holding a bag, but an important symbol called the Ankh. The Ankh depicts immortality and life. It is also connected with Isis and the planet Venus. 
Could these carrying devices be transmitting the same kind of energy? Anton Park's research has traced the re-emergence of Enki to Egypt and, as a byproduct of his death, the building of the Great Pyramid. Although the dating of the Great Pyramid has been argued by different scientists, there is evidence that below the monument, something existed there that was much older. When we look at the Great Pyramid, the Second Pyramid, and Third Pyramid, there's no doubt in my mind that they were being reused, should we say, partially reconstructed, built upon during dynastic times, just like the Sphinx itself was being repaired during dynastic times. But I'm also convinced that at least the core of those pyramids, particularly the Great Pyramid and the Second Pyramid, go back to a much earlier period. So for instance, the Great Pyramid is actually built on what I would call a sacred mound. And this is acknowledged even by the Egyptologists. Now they say it all goes back to the fourth dynasty, circa you know, 26, 2500 BC. But my analysis is that at least the core, the original portions, for instance, the descending passage, the subterranean chamber, go back to a much earlier period. Then it was built over, and I think some of that building over it goes back to prior to dynastic times. Could this be proof of the clan of Osiris and their knowledge? And could this group have harnessed the powers of the universe to bring back a god? Some experts point to the fact that the Great Pyramid itself has always been connected with the afterlife. What you'll find inside those pyramids is acres and acres and acres of texts deeply inscribed into the walls. They belong to the same vast body of literature to which belongs the famous ancient Egyptian Book of the Dead. And the ultimate moment in your journey through the Duat is your entry into the Judgment Hall of Osiris, the Hall of Martin, where you will be asked to account for everything that you've, that you've done with your life. Technology has been the same since the beginning of time. However, the relationship between fallen angels and mankind has reached a level of pure evil. July 4, 2012, and scientists from CERN, the European Agency for Nuclear Research, step in front of hordes of journalists to unveil a scientific discovery that signals a new dawn in understanding our universe. It is a milestone. I think we can all be proud. Researchers created what's been called humanity's largest and most complex scientific experiment, a 27-kilometer, one-of-a-kind machine buried some 175 meters below ground to discover the Higgs boson, a pivotal building block of our universe. The Higgs boson has been dubbed the guard particle. Scientists at CERN are trying to reenact the so-called Big Bang Theory. And God said, let there be light. And there was light. And God saw the light, that it was good. And God divided the light from the darkness. Now this is the difference between matter and antimatter. Petra, I've never heard of antimatter being used as such. Well, it's never been generated in significant quantities before. It's a way of studying the origins of the universe to try to isolate what some people call the God particle. But there are implications for energy the research. God particle? What we call it isn't important. It's what gives all matter mass, the thing without which we could not exist. You're talking about the moment of creation. Yes, in a way I am. The antimatter is suspended there in an airtight nanocomposite shell with electromagnets on each end. But if it were to fall out of suspension and come in contact with matter, say the bottom of the canister, then the two opposing forces would annihilate one another violently. And what might cause it to fall out of suspension? The battery going dead which it will, just before midnight. What kind of annihilation? How violent? A cataclysmic event. A blinding explosion equivalent to about five kilotons. Here we have, in CERN, Switzerland, a huge wheel. Inside that wheel is a Hindu god, and his name is Shiva. He does a dance of destruction inside that wheel, and his purpose is he is one of the triad gods, one of the greatest gods of Hinduism. Shiva, 
Vishnu and Brahma. Brahma is the God of creation. Vishnu is the God of preservation. But Shiva is the God of destruction. The way the Hindu sees it is that when Shiva destroys, it's not for the purpose of annihilation. He destroys so that Brahma can come and recreate. So now when the Hindu, since they're scientists to CERN, they put this out there in front. And so what these people are doing with the collider is destroying what comes together, but for the purpose of recreating and find out what brought it into existence to begin with. Are you following me? But he will open the gate of hell on this earth. And according to Revelation chapter number nine, these beings are coming up out of the earth. If you remember when Saul went to the witch of Endor, she said, I saw old men. I saw spirit coming up out of the earth, coming up. What she see? She saw demons until God brought Samuel back himself personally, the real Samuel who appeared before Saul and the witch of Endor. How, what would be a greater ruse than to use their science and their technology to suck them in to accepting some spirit being coming from somewhere up here, some alien down to this earth and do it through a collider over here. This is as high a technology I suppose you got on this earth and do it through that and bring it down upon this earth and bring it into people. The spirit world, folks, is not affected by the physical. Demons, all this other stuff, probably couldn't care less whether you've got matter or antimatter. It's a spirit being. But to fit into the great deception that's coming and it's coming and it's about here right now. I mean a deception like this world has never known before. To fit into this great deception, they can sure draw these men in to make them think that because they have reached this certain point in their scientific analysis, that they're bringing in these spirit beings. It'll make true believers out of them, but it'll do more than bring two, make true believers out of them. NASA said just a few days ago, NASA, they said just a few days ago that by the year 2020, that we will definitely come in contact with aliens, beings from another planet. Now we're talking about scientists. We're talking about Darwin's crowd. We're talking about the crowd that threw the Bible out and said it's old, archaic, anachronistic. It doesn't belong today. We're talking about that bunch. We're too smart for the Bible. We're scientists. Yet this crowd is saying that in just a few years that they're going to know that they know that they're going to come in contact with alien beings. I thought to myself, my, 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 my. You boys, have you, already, have you always known that? That you've got a certain date set? And what you think is an alien being is really a demon? There are no aliens out there, folks. Forget that stuff, okay? There's nothing out there. You get into the third heaven, you get into the abode of God. There's nothing up there. All these UFOs, spacecraft, flying saucers, all this stuff, that's all demonic. It's real, but it's demonic. It's not real like we understand reality, but it's really real. <laughs> it's demonic. I see a great deception beginning to develop. Since ancient Babylon and the Tower of Babel, built by genetic Nephilim or God King Nimrod, the world has been secretly and increasingly controlled by secret societies that have access to this secret occult knowledge, technology, and science. The scientific elite who rule over this world are in possession of highly advanced scientific technologies and knowledge, and they fully understand the supernatural nature of this information and know of its origin in ancient Babylon. Now, I know it's a lot to digest in one message, but for just a moment, can you imagine that there is a group of people on this earth who know far, far more about what they're doing than the average man does? And that they are in control of what's happening right now in science falsely so-called. And what's happening in CERN, Switzerland may very well be the foundation for opening the door to the Antichrist. And if we indeed find first signs of these microscopic black holes, then this could open 
the path to new extra dimensions in our universe. But for the team that first discovered the Higgs, now it's not just what they think they might find, but what they've never seen coming. There are reasons for gates. There are reasons for fences. There is a reason that God put cherubim to the tree of life with a flaming sword to keep the way to that tree. God will protect his people if you'll let him do that. But when you begin to tear down the walls and open the doors and open the gates, my dear friend, something could come through that gate that you have the least idea and are certainly not prepared for. So before the word of God was ever written down, Satan had already planted the seed of corruption, perversion, occultism into the human race. It started before the flood when the fallen angels came down and instructed men in rebellion against God. It came to its head when Nimrod led the world in a worldwide rebellion against God in Genesis chapter number 11. Well, folks, there's a lot of religion out there today that calls itself Christianity that is far, far from that. I've told you about Mount Graham in Arizona. Mount Graham in Arizona has a huge binocular telescope. And with that telescope, this Mount Graham, there's a Roman Catholic observatory. That Roman Catholic observatory has an instrument in it called Lucifer. Now, of all things, they want to call it Lucifer. Here they are gazing off into the heavens. Now they're beginning to tell people to look for something that may very well show up in the very near future. Say, what is that, preacher? Extraterrestrials from outer space. E.T. is an extraterrestrial. The Vatican has come out and said there may very well be extraterrestrials up there. Now, friend, let me tell you something this morning. The only extraterrestrial is Satan as a great red dragon that's right above the atmosphere of this earth. And we have demonic spirits that are around this earth. They're everywhere. Demons are all over the place. And these demons masquerade as E.T., as ghosts, as, as all kinds of, of supernatural things. These demonic spirits are real. Make no mistake about it. They are very real. No doubt about that. But what you have to do is stick with the Bible or you'll be deceived today and drawn off of the, of, of the truth and drawn out here in, into la-la land. Now, here's what they're saying to people. They're saying that E.T. is on the way. I took a drive through the city. I mean, not just one city. Believe it or not, I took a little road trip. And I saw all the 5G towers that have been recently erected. And I thought to myself, I thought the priority was the pandemic. So why this total new infrastructure of a 5G network? I mean, are they concerned about the workers erecting the towers and the antennas during a pandemic? Unless this was the agenda all along. Coronavirus, huh? People come on, boy. Oh, we that blind people wake up. Come on now. Coronavirus, another plan gone wrong with the government. So they trying to hide it. Another way to distract us and keep us unaware from the problem. It must be big because now they killing people to justify this lie. Got you running around crazy, spending your tax money. Kids ain't going to school for three weeks. Buy tax money. We doing what they asked of us and looking like crash dummies. Meanwhile, they dropping stuff in the air that make us act funny. And I don't think I know it all, man. I ain't even 30 yet. But I know enough to know when somebody else going some dirty sh Stock market's going down. Business gets shut down. Trump off a thousand dollars like that's enough money. Wow. They ain't enough to pay your rent. Not to mention your other bills or the fact that they target the ones that keep us on track for real. Like grandmas and grandpas. Our mamas and our daddies too. The ones that actually pay attention. Give us the game. They watch the news. They look at them like old fools, but they doing what we trying to do. We walking around like bone zombies. Without them, we bound to lose. Let's say I'm wrong. I could be wrong. So if I'm wrong, I'll take that. But if I'm right, why not take precaution? So we don't face that I might not know what it is But I'm knowing it's more than what appear I'm knowing it's more than what they stand And I hope y'all know it's not a game We taking losses all across of What we call United States Black people, we used to that But it's not about race, that's not the case I know we used to being divided But right now ain't the time to hate Stay prayed up and keep your faith We could be in our last days I said we could be in our last days Stay prayed up and keep your faith We could be in our last days Trunksetter, Hitman so just like traveling on this road, you know what I mean? If I didn't have any type of navigational skills whatsoever, to be honest with you, if I was just driving uh, 
physically blind. Like, my eyes cannot see. It's just like when so many want to open this third eye or whatever, you know, you're looking for, you know, just a different, a different perspective of vision, uh, through spiritual vision. So uh, if you look at you giving yourself over to the Holy Spirit and trusting in Him, you know, to, to Him to guide and direct you through whatever. It's just like all the hazards that you're seeing right now, the vehicles that we pass, like that truck, bridge we're going over, how the, the road, it can be uneven, and you got to constantly... Uh, not just hold the steering wheel, you gotta constantly navigate the steering wheel because it's constantly moving, you're constantly correcting. You wanna overcorrect, you, you you go off to the side of the ditch, you hurt yourself, you know what I mean? So you gotta constantly correct because the the word the, the road rather itself is gonna be uh bending and bumping, going back and forth, a lot of unevenness, a lot of different terrain. So you really gotta watch it. You know, you really gotta watch what's going on. And so if God is directing you and he's bringing you through something, it's very important that you listen first and foremost to his voice if you don't know the voice of the holy spirit you don't know your daddy's voice that's a problem within itself you know maybe because you haven't spent time with your daddy and you know how he speaks it's just like a child that's not around their father they don't he didn't, they can't distinguish that their father's voice from any other voice because they haven't spent time with their father but if they spend time with their father they know their father's voice that's first and foremost then in that situation spiritually understand how does your father speak and so that goes hand in hand with knowing his voice. So knowing who's speaking to you is very important, especially in this time. And so if your daddy, you know your daddy's voice, okay, got it. So when he speaks to you, all right, what is he saying? How is he weigh? A lot of ways he speaks is through confirmation. A lot of people put a lot of stuff in coincidence. And coincidence stands on the other side of, of confirmation, just like fear stands on the other side of faith. They can't coexist. If you deem something to be coincidental, You'll bypass the fact that God is trying to tell you something. Now, if you see this confirmation, then you'll be clued in, especially spiritually. You know, God is trying to tell you something. Get another example of, of how God speaks. Do you know your daddy's voice? Okay, you know your daddy's voice. You're traveling throughout. Now, will you be obedient to your father is the thing. Okay? Because if he tells you to do something and you've already proved the fact that you know for a fact that it's his voice, all right, so now what he tells you to do, are you going to be obedient? Now, your obedience is everything, plain and simple. How you play that from that point, like, I didn't know that. Well, now you know. Whatever the case may be, now you know what he's telling you to do. And you don't do it, you run from it or otherwise. But basically, you don't do what he directs you to do. That disobedience can cause your life. We're not talking about your physical life because that's almost promised to a certain extent depending on where you at when, when Jesus comes back, whether you, you'll meet physical death or not. But irregardless, it has a lot to do with your second death, if you even have a second death. And by that I mean that if you're not of the Father, and then you actually die in this life, and you serve your life, live your life serving Satan, or whatever the case may be, then you die, then when you're resurrected, at second death, when you've actually gathered, like we gathered and, and separated as wheat away from the tare, as sheep away from the goat, and then you get destruction. So it's very important to be obedient to what, you, what, what your God says, especially in these times. You can't get caught up. Because if you listen to the, for instance, the navigation, the GPS, now swap that voice out for the voice of your dad. And it's not like he's saying, okay, at 500 feet, you're going to turn right. And so and so, you're going to see a landmark, and then landmark, pass the landmark, go two streets, and bust a left. No, it's drive. Drive. Keep your foot all right. You can't say 50 miles an hour because you don't know how fast you're going. Just keep your foot at that, that rate of pressure on the pad. On the accelerator, drive, 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 and a wheel in your hand, slide to the right. Wheel in your hand, slide to the left. And when I said, eh, like backing up, you tell them slide, slide, and they, and they're resonating with you, and you navigating them through. They don't see anything, but if they trust in you, then how you 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 direct them how to do how to drive, even in a so-called physical blind, but you being carried by the spirit, but you see the spiritual eyes. Come on now. This is the posture that we need, we need to have. It's very important. You can see this condescending. No, no, no. You can call it whatever you want, but it is true. It's not me. I said listening to my voice. I'm saying listen to God's voice. So based on your relationship with the creator, God the Father, the Most High, Daddy to us all, the God of the Bible, Father to Jesus, however you want to call it, Let's be real about this. The same God 
Isaac, and Jacob. Before then, Abraham. Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. Jacob. Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. Before that, because there were many gods, had to make a distinction of what God he talking about. The Most High, what God he talking about. Told Abraham to come. So anyway, what God he talking about? Then Jesus came. Then there shouldn't be no, no issue of what God you talking about at that point, because we no longer have to say the same God as Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. You can, because it bears the lineage. 42 generations from Noah to Jesus. I'm sorry, to Abraham. I apologize from Abraham to Jesus. So what are you talking about? So when we talk about Jesus, we know what God you're talking about. So run it from there. And the history is the history. Because if you do not rely on him to navigate you through, and you see what I'm going, what if I just keep going straight? Boom, and I end up over there. Nah, we got to turn. So whatever posture you got to be in, it is what it is. That's dictated by the Father. The world will see you like you pump faking. The world will see you like you don't know what you're doing. The world perceives like, man, that's crazy. I wouldn't quit my job. The world is like, man, if you cry, you man, it's a virus. I mean, you got to take that vaccination, man. You going to die or something? And don't come around me. I'm telling man, got that virus, man. I love you, bro, but I ain't going to come to Huh? So whatever, up to and including. Who do you believe? What do you believe in? Ride with your God. Ride with your people. Who your God is, who your people is, is going to determine a lot. Plain and simple. I take mine from the word of God, the Bible, not that other stuff. Don't disrespect nobody else, but then again, you're very disrespectful to us. Trying to force feed us your faith. Trying to force feed us your religion. When you look at your situation, it can be set apart. We're entitled, just like what, you, what you're living under. You're rocking under the same umbrella of what the verbiage you speak. Claiming lineage to legal precedent about the First Amendment and all that. What affords you the right to have an abortion? What affords you a right to be whatever? Get married to a woman, a man, a man, whatever. Whatever, 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 whatever. Feel some type of way all you want to feel. Call a person phobic, 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 all you want, as if somebody got feel. That's not feel. You can word play all you want. There's no phobia. There's no fear of. Only fear God. And if you're not God, not saying I am, but guess what? I got a litmus test, especially when you align yourself with the, the very enemies of God. I can very well see whether you say or not. You shall know the tree by the fruit it bears. Try the spirit by the spirit. So once again, your problem is not with a vessel, a message or a messenger. You reject the word of God. You can read it for yourself. You can battle with yourself. It's supposed to battle with you. When you read the word of God, it's supposed to convict you. So you don't need a person to speak this to you. If you would go and read the word of God for yourself, the word of God will convict you. The Holy Spirit will convict you. So a person say something when they're speaking the word of God, it will convict you. It's the same thing. There is no difference. So say what you want, feel what you want to feel. There is love and conviction. Because it should spur you to get right. Time is winding up. Choose wisely. In the book of Genesis, we read the account of the Tower of Babel in ancient Babylon, which was headquarters for the world's first one world government, one world economic system, and one world religion. And there is no question about that. When you read the book of Genesis, chapter number 11, you see that Nimrod was pulling the whole world together in a world religion a world worship, a world economic system, in other words, world, all over the world, not just located in some locale. He was looking at the whole world. Therefore, Nimrod becomes a type of the Antichrist. Now, there's a lot to be said about Nimrod. I don't have time this morning for that. But Nimrod was considered a God king. And being considered a God king, that he was a God man. Therefore, not thou the God man that we worship, the Lord Jesus Christ. Satan has his counterfeit in every religion. Think for a moment. Imagine the Lord Jesus Christ being lifted up out of Christianity and placed into Buddhism. Would he fit? Imagine the Lord Jesus Christ being lifted up out of Christianity and placed into Hinduism. Would he fit? Imagine the Lord Jesus Christ being lifted up 
out of Christianity and placed into the occult world, into the New Age sciences, and all of that. Oh, they've got a Christ, but he's not the Lord Jesus Christ of the Bible. If you are a truly born-again believer in Christ today, you know that the Lord Jesus Christ is unique from every person that has ever lived on the face of this earth. There was never none before him. There will never be any after him. He's one of a kind. He is God Almighty manifest in flesh. He is the Redeemer of all mankind that went to the cross and there shed his blood so that you and I could be saved. He died and was buried. And he rose again on the third day from the dead and ascended to the right hand of the Father 40 days later and is seated now at the right hand of the majesty upon high. He will come again to this earth. And when he comes again to this world, he will judge every God, every king, every spirit, every being, every creature. Everything will be judged by the Lord Jesus Christ. He is alone in his essence. He is alone in his identity. There's none like him. He's God manifest in the flesh. Now, that does not fit in Buddhism. Buddhism. That will not fit in Hinduism. That will not fit in Islam. They have a Christ. They've got a Jesus. But he is an absolute, completely different Jesus than the one you believe in. Don't ever let a Muslim tell you that they believe in Jesus. They do not. They believe that Jesus is a, is a Muslim. They believe that Jesus is not the Son of God. They do not believe that Jesus died on the cross in Islam. And they believe in Islam that when Jesus comes back, he will come back as a prophet. He will destroy the cross, tell Christians they're wrong, and confess that he is a Muslim and always has been. Friend, that is not the Lord Jesus Christ of the Bible. Now, that's what they're teaching, and that's what they're preaching. And so when I look at Scripture, I must understand that you have Christ, and you have an Antichrist. You have the true Christ, and you have a false Christ. You have the true Christ, and a pseudo-Christos. And that's exactly where we stand today. Your choice is simple. You either choose the true Christ or the false Christ. The real Jesus or a false Jesus. The real Holy Ghost or a false Holy Spirit. That's where we are. And so Mr. Uh, uh, this, this brother right here does his research. And he does his research about, uh, about, the, about the Antichrist. Paul McGuire. He winds up by making this statement. He says that the source of knowledge from all occult secret societies throughout the ages, such as the priesthoods and mystery cults of ancient Egypt, Greece, and Rome, the Rosicrucians, Illuminati, and many other groups, flows directly from the mystery religions of ancient Babylon. From the standpoint of Bible prophecy in the last days, mystery Babylon, the great, the mother of harlots, will rise again in the form of a global religious system and global economic system. And if you've read the book of Revelation, you are fully aware that Babylon, Babylon, Babylon is connected with the Antichrist. Babylon is connected with the end time. It's connected with the coming of the Lord Jesus. Babylon is connected with the curse on this earth. So we must be aware there is something going on that is preparing this earth for the coming of the Antichrist. If you desire to watch the episode, please tune into our YouTube channel at the Greenhouse Effect Christian Show. Thank you and may God bless.